You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back to your hot mess Sunday. I think I think we're you know always hot and messy, but today right. uh, it's today crazy. We're extra, extra, and hot this messy. is crazy fun energy. Like that, yeah. We say this every few weeks, mm-hmm. but the studio is packed. You don't even know. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching Periscope, all you see is Sergey and I. But right. there's other people. Oh, that's right. I have to it. hold on. I have to get into frame. <clears throat> I know. Right. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Gotta okay. look good. <laughs> but welcome to another uh, a really great Sunday because we finally yep. got some rain. Yes, finally. All of you rain dancers out there, thank you. Right. I think it's because we danced last night. I think so. Yeah. That's a thing. We totally did. Yeah. So we're going to do our, uh, we're going to get right to it in just a, we'll do our quick check-in and then Mm -hmm. get right to the show Mm -hmm. because there's so much happening. This is is really the outspoken music show. It is. Yeah. A lot of music. I I thought about that last night. I was like, wow, we are interviewing musician, musician, and musician. Mm -hmm. Um, So... All of them, so much fun. So lots of good music that you're going to need to run out right away and get and listen to and just enjoy. So we'll talk a lot about that as Mm -hmm. we move forward. But first, Sergey, my friend. Yes, Jonathan, my friend. What the heck have you been up to? What the heck have I been up to? Well, okay, so let's let's start off with the most recent. Last night, um, we'll talk to Jack Mosey in just a little bit, but we had, you know, talked about how we're bringing Jack Mosey, how he's going to play at the Viking. Well, he yeah. did it. He played at the Viking it last actually night. Happened. It actually happened. We delivered you Jack right, Mosey. Right, right. <laughs> we delivered you Brought Jack Mosey. to you. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, you know, my goodness. I have not danced that much, and I told you this, um... Ever since we had the almost not quite uh, a party that like, we did, oh what two years ago now I guess almost it and that was a two sitcom, years in, in November sitcom mm-hmm. that's how we met exactly yeah. so and you danced the night away yeah I danced that night away and last night I was like wow again I'm I feel young <laughs> you should <laughs> you almost knocked yourself out doing a little brink dance move all and right, your head look, hit the table look but, you got to go all out for those right moves. Uh, and the fun thing was I haven't danced. Mm-hmm. I don't know, since maybe high school. So, because I don't, I, I drink my beer really well and then, and I nod my head <laughs> and I smile. Um, okay. But no, last right. night we all danced. It was, we did. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. There was, I, I mean, we'll talk about it in just a second as well. But, um, you know, there was a really adorable old couple that just kept coming out to dance. Yeah. And I, I love that. It was a lot of, especially because he was like, I'm tired. And she's yeah. like, no, <laughs> so, there's more music. We're going That's home, fun. honey. No. Yeah, so that was last night, and that was a lot of fun. And for everybody who uh, came out, you know, thank you, of course, for that. Um, And then, I mean, I'm really excited about this. Okay, so Jonathan is more of a celebrity than he likes to pretend that that he is. Sometimes when people go, hey, you're cool, I'm like, oh, who? (laughs) Look behind (laughs) me. No, but this is fun. So, you know, we write. We talk about our our articles that we write. We do a lot of op-ed pieces and Mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, we put it on our site and we see if anybody else wants to do something with it. Anyway, so I was very excited as um, a blog I wrote on labels, Chasing Labels, was uh, published in Bear World Magazine. Bear World Mag. And they welcomed me to the Bear World family. And uh, and that's a lot of fun. And I, yeah. I talked about being labeled a bear and how labels change and how they can be empowering. But if you let them define you, that's mm-hmm, when they separate mm-hmm. you. So you have to, you know, they're very useful for what they do. Yeah. Um. You know, but I wanted to talk about, hey, just don't let yourself right, stay right. there. Don't let yourself just be 
defined as one group. Exactly. And um, I think that's a yeah. big conversation for the uh, gay community because we, you know, we exist we within things. certain labels. Absolutely. Yeah. And all you bears out there, look I'm at your saying. next hottie. He's wearing a hat saying damn sexy just so on you it. Realize so, I mean, how he it's a catch <laughs> over here. He's he's writing for Bear Mag. He's right? He's smart. He's clearly has a good voice. Blue oh, eyes, by the way. Stop so. it. Just we're going to we're going to sell it. you out. But don't <laughs> stop it. Don't but don't stop no don't no. stop it it's the, it's a reverse I psychology i told you the other thing. day everybody deserves a group where they feel damn sexy everybody yeah, yeah, deserves yeah, a place where they feel that and so i'm really excited to be part of this this uh bear world mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i hope i'm i ho- i'm hoping i get lots of dates out of this that's what i'm hoping for. i think so <laughs> i mean because really i'm glad i said something important but the important <laughs> part for me is a date yeah so. Okay, All that'd right. be great. Um, and then your uh, both of our articles came out this week. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yours is extremely personal, right? So you know, if if you know me, you know that I kind of do a little personal blog, which I don't know what I'm doing with right now. But I I, I like to reflect on you know my my growing experience, my coming of age, if you will. Um, and so I wrote I wrote a little bit about that about how you can't live your life based on someone else's expectations. Uh, because I have, I've caught myself telling all of my friends that, no, you can't live your life based on what your friends or your parents think. And then I go home and I live my life based on how my friends and my parents think. So it was interesting to realize that. And I kind of, you know, let out what I thought about it and let out how that affects people. Well, and you know, we've talked a lot of times, basically we are, are sold one or two specific roadmaps to how life is supposed to be exactly. and how exactly what's fascinating about you being so raw and vulnerable is mm-hmm. to say that when you try to do a different path that doesn't match the way everybody uh, says it should go including your family which is you know right. a big right. pressure part right. of our lives that it's scary and no matter how outspoken mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. how loud and proud and firm you are and who you are that is terrifying now and then to go, because there's no guarantees. We right, feel exactly. like there's exactly. guarantees with this roadmap over here. There aren't, but people have told us that's the way to do it. So we assume it has more yeah. firm success than making your own path. Exactly. So it's and, why it's scary. And it, yeah, and it, it's never going to work if you don't. I mean, if you aren't yourself, you're going to fail every single time. But if you are yourself, you'll succeed no matter what you do. And oh, so, beautiful. right, exactly. Quote Love. that. Write it. Write it. Right. Write it in gold. Make you're that fine. a meme. Make sure it says my name underneath. I'll yeah. take yeah. credit. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's true. I mean, that's how that's how growing up works, and that's what I'm learning. So I love learn it. with me. I love that people get to to share that journey. That's the yeah. that's the fun part of uh, doing what mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. is exactly. to you know just lay it out there for people and say this is just what I this is just part of it and, and it's let hard, people experience but it with you. So how to do it? Yeah. Okay. Where do you go? Thank you. So coming up in just a couple of weeks is some of your favorite. Two weeks, ten days on KYRS. It's, the, it's the fun drive. All of you, all of you there, get excited to donate some money. But should. more importantly, um, I, th- I think it's exciting to see how creative people get about it. And so, you know, it's it's listening in and being like, well, what are they going to tell us this year that is different and more exciting? Right. So, uh, get ready for that. That's coming up. And Jonathan, there's also a special project that you know. Yeah, and we want to start in the studio. Has been doing. I know, maybe, maybe, maybe. a couple of us. But we want to start. Yeah. Remember, it's next week. 
I think it's like the week after. Yes. There's a show coming up that we're doing. Well, it, it starts next week, but it's not during our show. Okay. It, uh, it's kind of staggered, yeah. Here's the fun thing. So it's starting, like Sergey said, there is something that you need to be watching out for is there is a little mini documentary coming out. So you can start seeing the faces behind the microphones, the faces behind the people who keep the lights on in this. Uh, this is a community radio mm-hmm. station, as we know. Um, and so this video is being put together, and I'm staring. One of our guests this morning is one of the board members actually Lara Esteris hello hello um, so this has been a fun little thing that we have all collaborated on but the most important part of it is to get to know the people putting in the hours for what you love to listen exactly to. and so look for that we'll release it you know soon once a uh, Lara looks and gives it, it the thumbs up, um, but that will happen. Yeah. But so that's kind of exciting. But do tune in to all the shows during that. Absolutely, uh, support that ten days. Right, support KYRS. You know your radio station is what the YRS stands for. That's what we love to say out here. Um, but yeah, no, listen in, and it's a great time to discover what else is on KYRS. What else? Right, can you and hear? we're gonna have some live performance uh, from uh, young men in Spokane. He's been on mm. our show before for other reasons. But Matthew Hughes is going to be on the show with his new album, and he's going to play live during our Fun Drive show. Yeah, and that's so. going to be a lot of fun. And he's going to be on the mics and tell you why mm-hmm. it's important for musicians to have access to radio stations, including community radio. So exactly. that's going to be fun. Exactly. Live music in studio. Who doesn't love that? Um, so we'll bring you that. But all of the shows that are on are going to bring you lots of fun. Right. Exactly. Energy. Now, before we go ahead and take our first uh, music break here. One last thing we need to talk about is End AIDS Walk. So End AIDS Washington is, uh, you know, a, an organization or I guess a movement more, uh, <clears throat> more accurately that is aiming to succeed with, you know, Jay, Governor Jay Inslee's proposal to End AIDS 2020, End AIDS 2050. For Washington right, State. Right, for Washington State, which means cutting down new infections by half by 2020. So uh, on September, September 26th, uh, Spokane AIDS Network is actually hosting this side of the state's AIDS Walk. Mm-hmm. So you can go down. More, All of the information is available on our Facebook and website uh, as, L- as well as endaidswashington.org. And you can donate to uh, End AIDS Washington. Or yeah. if you want to join a fun team and walk with them, like... Outspoken like has a team. Outspoken right, so. has a team. Laura, you ju- you ran a five k with us in May. I think you need to walk a walk a, a just a three yeah. mile jaunt for a good cause with I us. Think I could do here. that, right? Okay. See, Laura has committed. Everybody out there, yeah. the link to our page so you can join us. It's just twenty dollars, and it's for a great cause. They're going to let Sergey and I be on a microphone, so alone that's going to be at least crazy. <laughs> and then you can walk with us for three miles exactly. and we'll tell you stories and, and Sergey will dance mm-hmm. and then I'll just give you hugs. Right. And those of so you tuning in from the other side of the state, they actually do have a Seattle and AIDS mm-hmm. walk and uh, South Sound. So Tacoma, uh, Olympia, you know, that South Sound area um, that you can do a walk there as well. So there's no reason you can't show up. Right, wherever so you're do at. it because it's going to be fun no matter what, and it's going to help lower uh, infections of HIV that are going on in Washington State, as well as hey, the goal is to just stop them all together. So lots of great things we've been talking about over the last few months happening in the HIV horizon. Um, so this is a, a fun way to support it. It's very important in our community. So let's get together. That's right. Okay, so because we're going to be talking to 
uh, musician Bobby Joe Valentine in just a little bit. We're going to play one of his songs. Uh, this is a, a song called Gunshot, and then uh, we'll have him on air immediately after. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And uh, right before, they, what you just listened to right before we came back on the air was Bobby Joe Valentine. Bobby Joe Valentine is a singer-songwriter out of the San Francisco area. He is known for his raw sing- songwriting style, and he garners overwhelmingly positive reviews. And we are very excited to welcome Bobby Joe Valentine to Outspoken. Bobby Joe, are you there? I am. Hey, thanks for having me. Hello. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time to call in to, <laughs> to Outspoken all the way up in the Pacific Northwest. Now, I know it says... Absolutely. You say you travel like 15 to 20 days a month. Are you even home right now? I'm actually in Seattle, Washington right now. Oh, wow. You are kidding me. You're so close. I'm serious. I wow. know. <laughs> Come on but over. My, it's uh, uh, my car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm on tour, so I'm heading oh, to the area. Okay. All right. That's nice. Now, do you ever have you been to Spokane before? I haven't. You know, I was invited there one time, and just some of the details didn't work out as far as scheduling. I was invited to. I think play at some sort of fundraiser or something. Sure. Oh, nice. Well, this Things is what we never lined up, unfortunately. Yeah. Right, right. It, ha- it happens. We get it. This is what we do to all of our guests. We send out an invitation, and yeah. then we make the details work. So we we'll, we'll find you over nice. here at, at some point. <laughs> Sweet. Now, let's, we've been listening to your um, album, actually, all week as we've been preparing to have you on the show. Um, you are known for your storytelling, songwriting, and for your very raw uh, you know, telling of those stories, very vulnerable telling of those stories. Can you tell us um, about your style? Tell our listeners about what they experience when they have your music? Yeah, well, um, I actually started writing music kind of as a means of healing and trying to figure life out after I uh, came out from a very conservative Christian culture. I grew up independent, fundamental Baptist, oh. and then had to take this journey away from it and kind of experience the leaving of everyone that I knew and loved before, and so I was in this place of, like, so so now what? You know what I mean? Like, uh, my life had kind of, uh, all of my, everything I'd been taught had kind of dissolved uh, into this thing that just didn't resonate with me anymore, and so I I was like, well, I know how to play the guitar, and, <laughs> um, and so I decided that I was going to just start kind of writing some poetry to kind of figure life out a little bit and uh, turn it into song, and... Uh, I never really anticipated it being something that I would be sharing with lots of with thousands of other people all around the nation, but it just kind of has turned into that, and I'm really I'm really grateful for it. So that's kind of where the personal storytelling comes from because it uh, it comes from a place of uh, honesty, and I, I guess it comes from oh, <laughs> some some darker places. And but I want to go somewhere fr- from there. I'm trying to trying to be like, okay, well, what's what's some hope and goodness and optimism that we can um, put into some of the darkest things that have happened to us. And so that's kind of what my music is about. Yeah, and I, I have to say, you you mentioned optimism. Um, all of the reviews, I swear most of them use two words the most in them, and that is optimistic and positive. Do you, is that just the way, because as you said, you deal with some very, you know, dark things you deal with uh, your song fly of course deals with uh, abuse and and children and and it's an, this amazing song they can actually see that video on your website in a, in our website as oh, well you. yeah definitely do you is that the way you deal with things i mean are you always optimistic or is that just 
where you come to in the end of it, and that's when you write your song? Yeah, that's or? where I come to in the end of it. I am not always optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that there are many moments in my life where I am probably, uh, you know, very uh, miserable or scared or, um, uh, you know, worried about life, and I don't, uh, I wish I could say that I had this giant spiritual uh, optimistic foundation that always allowed me to see the bright side of things at any one moment, but I will say that I'm really fortunate to uh, be able to approach life, I think a lot of because of what I've went through, to be able to approach life with a lot of emotional honesty. So it's kind of like once you get through all of the doubt and fear and stuff, which comes to me, you know, weekly, monthly, constantly, um, I'm able to kind of walk out and be like, okay, so what now? Do we just stop everything? Right. Or is life still worth living? And I always, I always tend to come out uh, believing that it is. So... Uh, that's kind of why a lot of my songs have some dark topics, but uh, I love that you say that all the reviews end up with optimism or positivity. That's great. That's like, that's where I'm hoping people end up, you know? Um, And uh, I, yeah, so that's kind of, I really like that that's kind of where it's going because that's what I try to, that's where I try to take it. Well, that's perfect. Now, I also want to kind of take it to, so with traveling as much as you travel, and when we write, they're very much based on, you know, personal experiences when songwriters write. Do you find that that traveling, which tends to be, I mean, it's very, doing 20 days a month, it's very easy to get into the routine because you just have to get there and do your work and you're exhausted and you're moving. Do you have, do you have to take breaks so you'll, you're able to have experience to songwrite? Or do you find that it helps and informs your songwriting? I absolutely have to take breaks. I, yeah, I, yeah. for two years, I actually didn't write songs for two years, um, or didn't write many because I was going way too, uh, whole hog on this thing and would just, uh, I did 250 shows a year. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm at a weird, really weird position, which is like, I'm really fortunate to be at a level where I can support myself full time and tour nationally, but at the same time, I'm one of the few people that are doing that that's completely independent. So I do all my own booking and managing still. So I would be performing and traveling and all that, and then I would be dealing with contracts and emails and everything, and I was just getting completely burnt out, and the right side of my brain was truly winning the day. Sure, so yeah. um, six months ago, I just really had a crisis of, uh, crisis of self, and I had to stop and be like, okay, I need to have a little more balanced life and... I need to, you know, have a partner at home, and I need to for- focus on loving him, and I need to focus on uh, also just having a little bit of a life outside of the performing <laughs> time. And um, so that decision has helped me to rebalance a little bit and and do a little more songwriting and stuff, which has been which has been wonderful because I'm in the middle yeah. of making a new album, and it's just uh, really opened the floodgates for a lot of songwriting. Wow. Well, you know, it's 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 incredible to hear how much you know goes behind the scenes and right now you're on tour and coming out with a new album and all all of these things that's so exciting um as we wrap up can you let us know where people can see you and what's coming for your listeners and you know new fan base absolutely so i have a brand new album that is on its way it's going to be released in october and the working title right now is fox size whale heart yeah and it's a lot about what we've been talking about of kind of taking um the looking the worst of the world in the face and being like, what now? Mm-hmm. And trying to find some, some goodness and some, uh, some light at the, at the end of those tunnels. 
And uh, really, I just really believe in it. I really believe in the producer that's working on it. And um, they can check out my Facebook page. I actually might have leaked a few of the songs on there, nice. which is just facebook.com slash Bobby J-O-V. And then my website, bobbyjavantine.com, has a lot of listings of shows, and I'm all over the place. I think coming up soon is uh, Colorado, a lot mm-hmm. of local shows in California, and then I'm off to Florida, and then I'm over to Phoenix, Arizona, and just all sorts of good stuff coming up. So if they'd like to know more about me, there's even a bio over there, lots of videos of live performances of songs. And that's probably the best place that I could direct them. Awesome. And I just want to add to your list there, and someday in the future, Spokane, Washington. Yes. (laughs) I'd love to come out. You have no idea. So we'll be in touch. Awesome. I was going to say, you have started talking to the boys of Outspoken, and we sort of just do things so we'll we'll make that we'll make that happen great oh that's wonderful i'd love to see you guys out there i do before we let you go i ask a lot of people this who are you mentioned sergey and i both come from also very conservative uh baptist upbringing Mm -hmm. families oh wow okay yeah so we get it we're there it's crazy what i want to ask is for the kids that are listening out there, for the ones that that tune into our show because they're still not strong enough but they listen and they send us the letters what advice would you give to them as they, you know, grow up in this? Uh, that's a great question. I think that um, the best thing that I could say is uh, go, try to go out and um, find uh, other people who are kind of going through the same stuff you are, whether it's social groups or uh, meetups. There's a site called meetup.com. And try to connect with people that are in the same kind of uh, wondering, trying to figure things out feeling broken uh, state, because what you're going to find is that there's a lot of really wonderful people out there who, and, and sometimes the strength of this is just being with somebody that feels the same way you do as you try to figure life out. Mm-hmm. And that's the one of the best pieces of advice I could give them is try to find a, a hand to hold. And it doesn't have to be like a future partner. You don't have to fall in love with the person, but try to become friends with somebody who's either gone through the same struggle or has gone through the same struggle that you have. And when you start reaching out, uh, I think, and start showing up just to little events, little things like that, you'll discover that there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of life worth living out there. And there's a lot of people that are ready to love somebody else um, and are ready to have a new life, have a new life outside of this broken uh, culture where they're who they are doesn't work in that culture. Yeah, there's just yeah. there's a wonderful world out there just waiting to um, waiting to love you and to have a good community. So try to find those folks. That is such a beautiful message that everyone everyone really needs to hear. Bobby Joe, you've been nothing but amazing and, and positive. And hey, positive. We, yeah, find, right. we got the Bobby Joe positivity. <laughs> oh, we feel so it. Much. <laughs> yeah. This has been great. Well, thank you so much. We hope you have an amazing tour, and we're going to be watching for that new album to drop in October very much for having me guys yeah you have a great day bye if you have just joined us we just talked to uh, singer songwriter traveling musician man bobby joe valentine you can check out his music at bobbyjoevalentine.com or Mm -hmm. check out our facebook page or hotmesssunday.com and we are, are pushing him as well yeah, exactly. So lots of musicians. Speaking of which, we do have one in studio. and there we might be. Right, exactly. We're going to actually introduce him with one of my personal favorite songs. I know we play it all the time, but... But we love it. Sh- so. oh, shamelessly, shamelessly we hey, play it. Hey, get your own show if you want different music. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we, we danced uh, to this go. song last night and we did. I we sang did. it while I danced. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be Stardust by uh, Jack Mosey. 
What's up, y'all? This is Bomb Creek. We listen to Outspoken on KYRS. Okay. That's right. We're bringing Bon Quiqui back. Don't I worry about it. I miss Angela Johnson. Oh, my God. She needs to come back. Okay, so. she has a new album. Yeah. So. so I'm looking at how many times we've played all of these uh, intros from our celebrity guests. And, I mean, everyone has about, like, six or seven because we try and play them. Uh, Angela Johnson's Bon Quiqui has 13 right now. So right. So you're welcome. Who doesn't want Bon Quiqui to be like, hey, y'all. Listen to Outspoken on okay. KYR. Okay, <laughs> so so down down to business. Down Sergei. to business. Okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> so uh, that song, if you just heard it, was Stardust. As you know, one of our favorite songs on this show. But what's even more exciting is the actual artist who wrote and performs that song is in studio. In studio. We love in studio. Jack Mosey is with us right now. Hey, Jack. Hey, guys. How's it going? Wonderful. Going How are you doing? Good. Did you recover from last night's show? I'm still recovering. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, he, I want to tell everybody he chose orange juice over coffee, and I need to question that. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to go for nutrition, you know? Right? Because well, I'm yeah, like, the okay. sugar level isn't enough. Yeah. I feel like you should have double-fisted coffee and orange juice. Just... I Bring just want to point out the choice of words double. I know. I was, I, yes. was thinking, I was like, please continue that sentence. Do not end it there. <laughs> oh, it's like he knows us already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, right, right. I got the vibe. I have two room. cup holders. So. so there you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. We'll just two cup holders. Double it. cup yes. it. Nope. That's the difference. That's not still. okay either. Anyways, Jack, we're back. <laughs> uh, did you have a good time? I had a great time. The yeah. crowd was great. Everybody danced. I was having a blast singing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't. So we talk about you all the time about what is fascinating is about your energy when you're yeah. on stage. You know, when we met you down in Tri Cities, we always mention that when we're on here. I still think I've now only seen you twice, and yet I'm I'm still surprised. And I have a feeling every time I see you perform, I'll still be surprised. Mm-hmm. It is just a switch. What is that like? You can be so laid back, like we're just sitting there waiting for you to come up, and you're very laid back, easy to talk to. Then you hit the stage, and something clicks. I think it's mostly the adrenaline. You yeah. know, at this time, uh, at this point, you think I'd be like, uh, you know, tolerant of it, but it's like it kicks in. Yeah. And it is like a switch. You know, you get on stage and suddenly you're like Jack Mosey, you know, 2.0 and get on there and just <laughs> rock out. Yeah. yeah. Nothing phases you on that stage. Not really. I mean, it gets to a point where like you get so comfortable up there. You sometimes yeah. are more yeah. comfortable on stage than off stage. Wow. Right. That, and that's where you really want to be. See, what I love is that it's that comfort, but then you bring in the audience so well, even when the audience doesn't want to do anything. You know, you'll still do the, hey, give me a shout out from the back, you know, back of the club, back of the bar. And they, I mean, there's a guy that does it, you know. Um, and so, you know, all the people dancing and you're just you're just in there interacting. Is that something, you know, that's important to you when you p- perform your music, the live audience, the interaction, you know, the bringing everyone together? Definitely. I mean, like, uh, the energy you get from the crowd just by having participate on your show is just, it feeds you with energy. And it's a back and forth, you know, you Mm -hmm. give and you take. So the more they give to you, the more you give to them. And that it's important for me to be able to get some back from the audience. Definitely, yeah. And what is amazing, so you're very skilled. We were talking about that earlier as a performer on stage because it's hard for any performer who does their own stuff to come to a brand new place and be like, hey, this is my original stuff. Yeah. So there's this moment in the show uh, last night where you're like, you pull out covers out of nowhere and they're like perfectly picked. And all of a sudden in that beginning, we're like, that was a lot of original stuff. People are like, okay, okay, but they don't know it. All of a sudden you, they buy into you. 
in a second, and they're like, oh, and then from that point forward, you could play anything. You could play just original stuff. Once you own them, they are there for you, and you have the skill where you're able to do it. And honestly, I don't dance, and you had the key right you got away. Him dancing. You, you did a cover of I Will Survive, and it was like in that moment, the atmosphere changed. And then you could have done three hours of original stuff because the buy-in had just happened. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating to me. And, you know, I think it's true. It's you grab something that people are familiar with and people already love, and you kind of trick them into loving in loving you because of it. Hmm. And, John, I'm never going to forget your face the, min- the minute that piano intro came on. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like the switch happened to him, and yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to dance now. Right, right. Well, it it took so much convincing, and that's what that's really what did yeah. it. I I'm like you can't say no to that song. Yeah, I love it. The other thing is you have an amazing voice, and this. So I have a rule: I can't actually like a new singer until I can see if they can sing live. Mm-hmm. Because if they can't, I mean, I'm not going to say Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> if they're up there, and I'm like, you are making my ears bleed because you are so under the. T-. But you have an innate natural talent with what you do and you have a very strong and pure voice um thank you which is great and what's funny about it is you produce your own stuff so the production value is there and yet mm-hmm. you're talented above it i'm like why don't we do this in the industry everywhere ever yeah. how has the response been you know i have to admit like last year when i was doing uh pride mm-hmm. and i was kind of just released uh stardust yeah i was starting to work on my new album and the response was great. I was doing multiple shows a weekend, and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, after doing multiple fundraisers and doing shows and stuff, eventually it really drains you. Yeah. You know? And I think it was around December last year when I was just like, uh, it's been six months, and I think I've written two songs. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Where God. I'm just used to writing all the time, but it's just yeah. like, you know, mentally, like, that energy is just not there. Mm-hmm. You're so focused on everybody, you know, the cr- what the crowd needs every night rather than what you need. And I took a break, sure. which is what I did. I uh, I was just like, after Christmas, we did this big Christmas fundraiser. After that, I was just like, I'm going to get off the radar for a few months I'm going to sit at the piano every day. I'm just going to spend a few minutes mm-hmm. and see what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's really why, you know, this record started taking form the way it did. Uh, and I, be- I I went with so many uh, outer space themes and stuff because it, yeah. in a way it was me, uh, my way of running away, you know, leaving the earth and being like, okay, this is, uh, this is my little scape. Right. And, and uh, you, mm. speaking of your new stuff, which I, we definitely want to talk about when that comes, you, you sang a song last night that isn't available yet called right. Cosmos. I'm obsessed and I can't wait for it. And then in a little bit, we're going to play another new one. When can people start seeing these new stuff start? Well, the out? other side of the moon is going to be available in iTunes in a couple of weeks. Okay. Nice. Um, but as far as Cosmos goes, I know it's your favorite song. It's going to take a little longer. A little okay. longer. And yes. tonight I will cry. But yeah, you know what? It'll that. be the best day ever when we get to yeah. play it on our show because I'll be so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm planning for January okay. as far as oh, the yeah. album release. Okay. Oh, you're but, killing me. you know... <laughs> I know you. You're probably getting a little like MP3 in your email when you least expect it. See, this is why we love Jack Mosey. Yeah. I just want to say. Because <laughs> you just get random gifts from the Jack. I know, right? Where can people go to see what you have available right now? You mentioned you're on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I would also, let's do this because I always messed it up forever. Will you spell your last name for people who are listening? M-O-Z-I-E. There is another Jack Mosey out there and he is a hockey player. And I'm like, why isn't he singing? I'm on his side. It's not, so it's not him. 
So please it is go. Not. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. go to the correct. S- spell it right. Correct, Jack exactly. Mosey. You also uh, have a website. Yes, it's uh, www.jackmosey.com. That's I amazing. Love, I love the three W's in front of it. Like, so I can't about, help it. Yeah, <laughs> is World Spok- Wide Web. Right. Yeah. Right. Is Spokane going to be lucky enough to to now be on your radar? Oh my goodness! Yes. After yes. last night's show, I had a blast. Oh, awesome! Well, that's just the beginning. Look at my that! Friend. We're, we're going to have there to see you more venues, more people. Jack Mosey, that's yes. your new tag. Jack Mosey. All right, Jack. Do you want to introduce uh, your new song? Other side of the moon, kind of tell us a little bit about it before yes, we play it. Yes, of course. So, I mean, as I was telling you guys, uh, when I took that long break, I, I was tired. You know, right. it was a lot yeah. of uh, just the pressure from uh, working hard on all of the shows. And eventually, you uh, work so much with so many people, you start trying to lose track of who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you know it, you, you, uh, you know, you take this break, you, you take a step back, and you kind of get that outsider's perspective. And you realize, you know, you do have friends, but it's not the people who you think they are. And uh, you realize that sometimes people, you know, they want to have you be a part of what what you what they're doing just because of your talent, not so much because mm-hmm. they care about a cause that you uh, care for or sm- or care about you necessarily. So this song has a lot to do with you know that social pressure of fitting in and you know having people accept you for who you are. And at the same time, just, uh, you know, I did get very depressed after taking a break just because I loved the stage so much that being away from it, uh, it was nice to take a break and see friends and see family on a regular basis. But at the same time, it's like you miss it, you know? Right. Yeah. So this this song was kind of my way of saying, I want to go back. I want to go back, but I want to do it the right way. I want to go back and do it for all the right reasons. I want to do it for all the people that I care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't just want to do it because I fell in love with the spotlight. I want to do it because I'm in love with music. Sure. So wow, well, there you go. I'm tearing up over here. I, 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 I know, saying. right? It's always so motivational. You, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, then, you know, without further ado, we're gonna listen to that amazingly introduced song. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. That was actually Jack Mosey with a brand new song, "The Other Side of the Moon," and we just talked to Jack Mosey. He's live in studio. He is. He's kind of sticking around to talk to uh, all of us. We're all going to have the straight talk segment in just a second, which is when Sergey and I do the dish like we always do, Mm -hmm. but we add in, we bring in, we let a nice straight person come and join us. (laughs) Only the the nice ones, (laughs) right? right? Lara Asteris is in. In the studio with us to do that but we love supporting our friends and we love supporting great new musicians and it's always nice when they support us right back so outspoken receives support from nine bar and bistro featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on thursday nights located at 232 west sprague avenue more information is available at 509-747-1621 and outspoken is funded in part by the pride foundation for more information visit pridefoundation.org that has such yeah. a good flow to it i right? it just, i just, really do like that yeah yeah information foundation just it rhymes rhyming. it's like a little rap it's like dr seuss for a second it's right. great yeah we can't rap like jack can who rapped <laughs> who did that he rap did. last yeah, night he sung ariana song and it Problem. was okay first of all love that song oh yeah and yeah, Ariana. it was just fun. Ugh. It was too fun. And yeah, mm-hmm. and he brought it out. He busted it out. And it was it was actually good. He actually asked the crowd, Jack, I should act like you're in the studio. No. Uh, Jack, you <laughs> asked the crowd uh, if you should rap. And I think it's just a given now. Yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> yeah. You should. Nailed it. Right. Okay. Well, anyways. I'm going to freestyle. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nick, we don't get that treat we today. We don't do that either. That's a bad thing. <laughs> 
Lara, welcome to the studio, Lara. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of You've course. been on once before a long time ago. We pulled you on for two seconds. I don't remember, but... It was you when were, you just started yeah. and we decided we loved you. Oh. Just yeah, out you of were, nowhere. You were back <laughs> so here. Because that's uh, what we do. We're like, oh, you are awesome. <laughs> Come know, on the show. I Come love on. you guys. Yeah. So oh, now Laura. you're here for a very fun... Well, it's an important segment. This is where we talk about what's going, yes. around, uh, going on around the world in the LGBT world. And we like to get a different perspective now and then. And this perspective is being informed by a different sexual orientation a than those of the rest of us in this room. And like with everything, we have a special intro for that as well. It's time for something different. I'm gay. I'm straight. Let's talk. Straight talk. That was wonderful. Isn't that awesome? You're welcome. We yeah. have some pretty awesome interns that, that yeah. do some cool stuff for us. Yeah, so. so There's actually a bunch of stuff that... And that, a shout out to Houston Tilly, who is our intern. He's back at school, so he's down in Walla Walla, mm-hmm. or Pullman. Pullman. And, yeah. uh, and so he, he typically watches on, on Periscope. But we love him. He threw that together, and that was his voice at the end. So love it. So yeah, so this is straight talk. Let's yes, get down to let's some business get down first. To business. Let's get down to something that you and I need to do, and that is, yes, it's true. I know you've heard the rumors. The boys do a sports minute now. Right, which is scary because every single time we, you know, we don't do it right. We say something (laughs) wrong. We call, you know, a goal a touchdown. I call a serve a pitch. It's great. Right, he pitches in tennis, and that doesn't exist in tennis. (laughs) And I just sit over here like, is that a thing? Because I don't know enough. Maybe you're right. So I just try (laughs) to be quiet. So we're the experts. We, we of course, talked about uh, a rugby player in the UK coming out last week. And Mm. uh, the new thing that I'm noticing, and it's going to be in this story too, is the the whole label of coming. They have come out while While playing. playing. Exactly. It doesn't mean they're like on the field and they just scream I'm gay as they're playing. (laughs) It means means they are actively part of the sport. And that is a new thing that's happening. Instead of coming out after the fact. Exactly. Because so many, so many times when people come out in the sports world, it happens after. But I mean, comes out a uh, minor league baseball pitcher david denson which i'm not going to pretend to know who that is and i didn't know well, there was a minor, minor league, league and he's right. in milwaukee to be honest with you this is this is going to be our the moment where i i mess it up i thought minor league was like little kids playing you know on the field <laughs> no, in the that's park not right well, what are, that's little league right that's little okay league. <laughs> okay minor league I, is when and here's <laughs> i will show you how much i know minor league is yeah. where major teams Okay. take people it's like the training ground okay. so they bring them into the minors to kind of they get a better feel for them they see that they have some talent but they kind of want to but polish them a okay. little more okay. so yeah david dennison was uh, is we, there's videos of all of his home runs that he hits yeah. he is part of the uh brewers minor league area so the brewers are the major league milwaukee team uh, in Wisconsin, oh, and this is the okay. minor league. I'm learning he, so much right, right now. Right, he has come out as gay, and he mm-hmm. was scared. He mentions that of he course. actually talked to his co, uh, his coworkers. That's not right. His teammates, because that's a thing when you do sports. <laughs> he spoke to his teammates. He was very nervous about coming out, and they were actually very supportive of him. Right, and they said, and I love this because this happened to me all the time. We kind of knew. But, you know, we're, we were just there for whenever you were ready. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like most people in my life. Right. They're like, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, but I love that he, he was nervous about it, but here he is. And like they said, he is, he is actively playing in the mm-hmm. minor leagues as he is dealing with coming out, exactly. you know, of the closet and sharing his sexual orientation. Which 
is hard in the sports world. And listen, we talked about Michael Sam's, um, and yeah. you all are definitely able to give opinions during this <laughs> this thing. Yeah. Um, we talked about Michael Sam's. How much pressure is given from not only the gay community when you came up because when you come out because we have expectations of you to make it awesome so that we feel better, but also from people who are going to say hateful things because you are on a major worldwide platform, and the people are going to share their you know, their opinions on it. So it's a brave thing to do, no matter if you think that, oh, well, that's, people come out every day. Well, they do, but there's still pressure. We all have our own pressure. So I think it's a great thing um, that he has done, and I'm hoping he continues to find the support and the foundation to be, we need a lot of positive gay athletes out there. You know, exactly. Just a thing. Because that's a that's a area that we need to, penetrate i want to say that that'll be my choice of words and i'm sticking to it okay speaking (laughs) of penetration let's talk about rentboy.com um rentboy.com if you i need to leave (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't heard um they are being shut down well they were rated exactly they were rated what's they're still being shut down but they were rated first you're right homeland security is part of it which i think really are like a bunch of gay you know, Ter- escorts terrorists? taking over the world. Yeah. So they're there. And of and course, the New happening. York Police Department, mm-hmm. they raided. Here's the interesting thing. Rent Boy has operated within New York and been just very open on the web for 20 years. Yeah. Two decades. And why are we raiding them now? The New York Times actually posted an op-ed piece questioning why. Why is it happening right now? Especially because some of the the people in Homeland Security who are releasing their findings of the documents are mentioning things that are weird. Like, yes, and we discovered that there's a thing called a sling where someone can get in the sling and the penetration can happen. And like, I don't know why that's relevant yeah, to what you're matter. saying. Yeah. I get that it's illegal. I understand that it's illegal. But right. I do find, I, the first thing I asked Sergey was, okay, if they were raided, who else was raided? Exactly. Where, where's what the other, other side of it? What mm-hmm. other quote-unquote prostitution rings were, were raided? And that's why the question and you know is, they exist. what's going on? Yeah. Laura, what's your take? I wonder, so I did not know that Rent Boy was around for 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Right, right, um, right. I want to say 97. I, and I'm now, like, hearing that, I'm wondering if this kind of has anything to do with the, um, you know, whole Ashley Madison hack. Okay, right? yeah, oh, And sure. people are just freaking out and all this information is coming out of the woodwork and mm-hmm. so they're just kind of like uh, <laughs> you yeah. know right. um and I, yeah but i'm yeah i mean I, I understand that it's illegal but people have been doing illegal things since right it, it, the dawn since of they've been told this is illegal right you know, since yeah. the yeah the dawn of man and humans are gonna do absolutely what they want to do I think that with how we've become more civilized and mm-hmm. evolved, it's up to our fellow humans to give them tools to do whatever they want to do as safely as possible. Absolutely. And I as think that opens possible. a door to a conversation of legalizing prostitution. I know it's been done in some countries. It's definitely been talked around, uh, talked about recently. What is your take on it? And Jack, feel free to join in on this. I don't want to, you know. Right. Well, because that's the conversation happening now. Lambda Legal, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge uh, LGBT organization, has come out in favor of legalizing sex work because 
of they balance the negatives and the pros saying then we can regulate it then we can give health insurance then it gives people more power in negotiations right. and, and sex work and it's safer that way absolutely yeah, so, so many more ways yeah um and this goes for a lot of other hot button issues but mm-hmm. i just kind of feel like you can't tell me what to do with my body whether absolutely. it's absolutely i don't want to bring up the a word but abortion you know right. i mean that's yeah. that's a heavy thing right now and i right. think it's always right. going and i don't think anyone's pro-abortion but you know like i mean if if a human being if a woman if a man comes into a situation and it's going to be a difficult decision no matter what Mm -hmm. who are you to tell me that i need to be forced into this or Mm -hmm. i have to kind of risk my life because this is what i want to do exactly i want to add on to what you're saying yeah Um, you know, it's one of those things where like, you're right, nobody should have to regulate what you're doing with your own body. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's one of those things where why not legalize it? You know, it's one of those things where are we actually, uh, well equipped to regulate prostitution or like keep it from happening? We're not because honestly it could happen as, you know, anywhere. I could send a text message to someone and be like, Hey, got $50. Are you free tonight? You know? And it's one of those things where we would be better off legalizing it and creating some sort of system where we can actually protect the sex worker mm-hmm. rather than criminalizing it. Exactly. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a, a, a little response to that that came out that basically showed the story behind it and that, you oh, know, it yeah. can be a valid, you know, choice for your work. It can be a valid way that you decide to work. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to compare it to, you know, pornography, but it's, it's, it's along those lines where you do get paid for, sex just because it's you know filmed or film. not filmed that is really the tying and issue there for are me. plenty and of people not getting paid that are filming their sex exactly <laughs> right and, and so so there you go i, I mean i i well, agree and one of the, the one of the things that um the op-ed piece in the times brought up was they question it feels a little like we are trying to attack gay men and call them promis- promiscuous and paint them in this this light that makes them morally wrong at a time when it is so, how I mean, we're going to talk about yeah. the Kentucky clerk in mm-hmm. a minute, when we're still dealing with this moralization. I think the problem is, and I wrote it in my latest blog, the problem is the arrogance that is happening with the belief system out there where you think you have the right to tell someone else that they should be less than you, and you think by saying it's because it's my closely held religious belief that you have a right to make another group. Here's... The thing, and they call it love. You know, the cakes that were sent out from Melissa, uh, Cakes by Melissa in Portland, the cake said, we really do love you. No, that's not love. What that is, is beating your child and telling them it's because you love them. You don't get to say what the definition of love is and make it up. But that is what has happened. We have moralized everything in this country. And that's why we're not moving forward, in my opinion. And you can't legislate morals. Um, And you can't legislate love. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. end of story, right there. Just saying. That's, I'm just saying. That's that. That's the conclusion. Gets a little passionate. It does. I know we get heated. Preach, especially when we don't have a lot of time. All right, let's talk <laughs> Kentucky clerk. Oh, oh. Uh, right now I just want to throw. Up. Yeah. So what we're talking about is in Kentucky, Kim Davis, uh, a clerk down there, has refused, even though the Supreme Court says you must, as a federal employee, give out mm-hmm. same-sex wedding licenses she has decided that no she's not going to do it it's there have been lots of people who are upset about this she has turned down the same couple three times even when her own 
state judges have said, you know what, you need to do this. People are screaming, saying, why don't you fire her? Here's Her, the thing. The Sixth Circuit court said she said has to do it. you have to. Yeah, she went to the Court of Appeals. Now she's going she's to the Supreme, Supreme Court. court. Right, it's exactly. Ridiculous. She it's wants ridiculous. to take it that high. And the reason she can't be fired yeah. is because she's an elected official. Right. So she can be impeached, she right. can be fined, and she can be thrown in jail. Why that's not happening... I don't know, because well, here's the thing. It takes a while to have that happen in Kentucky, right? because <laughs> it's have, Kentucky. It's have your belief yeah. systems. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know, it takes forever. <laughs> well, and uh, Keegan, Kagan, Kagan is yes. the Supreme Court Justice yes. for the Sixth Circuit, not going to be very supportive of her case. So if she thinks the Attorney General mm-hmm. in Kentucky refused to defend the ban on same-sex marriage when it was before we went to the Supreme Court. So she has to go to the Attorney General. He's not going to be an ally with her either. And on she, there was a protest out in front of the county clerk's office, and she chose to shut it down. Shut, she shut the office down because she would rather do that than deal with that. So she's not only is she not helping uh, LGBT people, but she's not helping anybody. She's not doing her job. No, and that's, that's the, bottom the problem. Line. Yeah, bottom exactly. line, she's not doing her job. Um, especially if you have um, a a position mm-hmm. like that in yeah. in government, yeah, in your, government, your yeah. morals have to be whatever you believe have to be separate, and and it would exactly. be like a vegan working at Whole Foods and saying, "I can't sell you this meat." There it is. There I'm, exactly. I'm against it. You, that is exactly right. <laughs> if you point. choose to work Great either point. for the government or within the public sector, then you must abide by the laws right. Right. that are there. And here's the thing: it's funny because there was an article released, and this is it's funny to me that this was the uh, right wing watch that uh, released this information but if you work for uh the federal government it's not that you don't have you know a freedom of speech but everything you say doesn't come from you as an individual it comes from you as a part of the federal government yes so you represent the government and whenever you work in a public position you're not talking about your life you're talking about what you know Mm -hmm. and and so you really don't have (laughs) any leeway to do that at all no matter you know what discrimination laws are in place or not it's the bullying of america but we're packaging it because they have a great the uh the right wing more conservative establishments have a really good pr team really good and they just switch it that's how what a year ago all of a sudden lgbt people being bullied was turned and all of a sudden republicans were saying we were bullying them how does that change it's because you have a really good machine and unless you stop and look at what's going on it's very easy to believe rhetoric jack do you have Mm -hmm. an opinion on this well it's one of those things where if it's your job and you're not doing it, first of all, you're not doing your job, right? Yeah, yeah. You're bad at your job. <laughs> yeah, that's how right. Just in case this uh, <laughs> person is listening. But it's also one of those things where um, the people have to understand they have a lot more power than they think they do. Yeah. And just with the work that I've done with Social Outreach Seattle, I know that when people organize and they get together and they say, let's, make, let's put a stop to this, they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely. you know, if everybody just goes out there, gathers up and says, you know, shows up with the pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> they can, right. yeah. We, we can yeah, change it. The it can people go have power. Maim her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not that far. But they can show up and demand, you know, like we, we support this. We support right. equality. We support, yeah. you know, gay rights. And you bring up an excellent point that I think we forget the power that we have as people. And I think we talk about the elections coming up for the president. We yes. forget that they're interviewing for us to hire them. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. we act as if it's the opposite. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. And that's well, a problem. Let's talk real quick about that 
the election coming up uh, 2016 Ooh. because oh. as we all know Do all right <laughs> <laughs> all 17 of the which is crazy republican <laughs> candidates aren't you know the best choices ever mm, not in our opinion for sure right mm-hmm. and some of them have actually taken you know a step further against lgbt rights and gone the path of russia and want to put in an anti-lgbt anti-gay propaganda law essentially just like russia just like russia which because putin is such do, a good leader to do we re- wanna, you know, want to be in we want to repeat that yeah <laughs> do you not see what's happening over there guys mm-hmm. and why why are you still I, my question is why are you still fighting this um if you want to succeed as a party right now the smartest thing, even agree or not, the smartest thing for you to do is back off of this issue and and focus done. on something else. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're not going to, you know, get elected into office if you want to ban gay propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is it, did you guys know about this? That there are these, these, no. these leaders who want to sign an anti-propaganda law and their whole purpose is to go back into the Constitution and make it forever illegal for gay people to exist, exist really. Yeah. Yeah. But to get married, I mean, it's kind of scary. We watched it happen in Russia. It's kind of oh, yeah. scary that it's on our own. Sort you of. know, it's one of those things where now that we have marriage equality, that was the tipping point. You know, it's like yeah. we get marriage equality in all 50 states, and now we're going to see this, like, domino effect of things happening for the gay community where we get more rights, we get more things, we actually have protection and you think that these politicians, you know, trying to get our vote will realize that and say, hey, maybe even if I don't agree with this, I should do what the people want. Because after all, that is the job I'm running for. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, right. Absolutely. That's how they should think. I think mm-hmm. you just stated that's perfectly. But the that's problem is they uh, they're skipping the thinking part. <laughs> that is the problem. <laughs> Nailed so. it. That's it right there. And that's and honestly, that can be a problem on either side. That can be a problem in the Democrats. That can be a problem in the Republican Party is forgetting to think first you know what i mean and it scares me that it's even a conversation because let's Mm -hmm. face it we knew there would be backlash after the supreme court ruling we knew something would happen but it is scary that people are digging their heels in and going to such great lengths to make sure that basically you and i sergey anybody that's in the lgbt community actually doesn't exist they would rather us disappear and they'll do whatever they can in their power to make that happen i mean yeah. that's a scary thing for it's, the u.s yeah that's it's frightening and the fact that you know organizations like nom support it um which which is nom nom um, national organization for marriage for is marriage what it is. yeah and and they, marriage they've between been a man and a right woman. they've been fighting against marriage equality for a while now and um it's funny because well, they're going bankrupt. That's yeah, that's all I want to say. Let's be honest. They're backing they're, the yeah. anti-propaganda bill, but yeah. it's also a lot of fun that they are $2.5 million in debt. And I know we shouldn't enjoy other people's misery, but I'm a, I'm a little bit enjoying other people's misery. Right. Exactly. Um, it's a thing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we'll there's see. It's going to be There's a, a word election. in German for that, Scheidenfraude. What, what is that? Oh, Which I is, have heard of that. Yes, it means I'm taking delight in someone else's misery. <laughs> oh, well, Germans would have a word for that. <laughs> I'm such a. <laughs> I don't want to like judge an entire. There's a country, musical that let's... has a song that has that in it. What? Avenue Q. Let's talk about it. Oh. It's a song. And oh that's how I learned. That's how I learned things from musicals. Uh, and so that's <laughs> they're informative. They're actually informative. Okay, so in a moment we are going to. Uh, be talking to Ty Herndon. Yeah, and that, bringing the music continually on the show. Ty, Ty Herndon was on in May before the Supreme Court ruling. Right, yeah, so we talked to him about... It's, it's funny because he had a song we played about, um, you know, love. 
essentially right. marriage equality. Yes. Um, we'll play it later today. And uh, then it, it just just briefly after that, the ruling came out. Happened. We had told him, I just want to put this out there. Yeah. We had told him that it was going to happen, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. that he has a song called Love Wins, and we decided that needed to be the anthem mm-hmm. for it happening. So I'm excited for him to tell us that, you know, that was the best idea he's right. ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Love won, and he, he sung about it. He did. And I do want to point out that he was on the show in May. He is one of the first major label mm-hmm. successful country music artists to have come out. And we all know that in the country music industry, that's a big deal. And there have been artists since. Um, we talked to Billy Gilman, of course, who cites Ty Herndon as being an inspiration to him. So it's very exciting to see that he's doing new work and that he's heading back on the road and he is owning who he is for the first time, you know, in, mm-hmm. in many, many, many years. He's yeah. been around for a while. So, yeah. So, right. so I mean, <laughs> we're excited to talk, talk to like, him. And that's that. And that's that. That was his intro that we did now two minutes early. I know. So well, that's totally fine. You know, sometimes. I know. <laughs> I will um, leave it from there. <laughs> right. I know. Sometimes it happens. Hey, quick look, and you we call it, it a hot mess Sunday for a reason, and you love it. Don't even, don't even. Pret- I'm looking at you, Periscope. <laughs> Everybody right. watching right now, um, give us some hearts. They, so, they right, give us some us. hearts. Here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. Before we bring Ty on, first of all, we're we're hoping to keep both of you on because we have more things to talk about after the amazing interview that we have with Ty Herndon. And uh, I'm enjoying the opinions. Yes. We hear ours all the time. It's, you know, that gets me sometimes. But I'm <laughs> excited to talk more. And I, I, I do want to touch more on the Kentucky clerk and on some details of Rent Boy that came out uh, just in the last 24 hours. Yeah. That are very fascinating. So we will continue that conversation. Exactly. And meanwhile, we're just going to play a song. We're going to play Ty Herndon's A Man Holding On. Hey, this is Steve Garrido. Listen to Outspoken on KYRS Drama. Drama. I love it when he does that. So if you have tuned back in, you are coming into the second hour of Outspoken. We've had uh, some amazing guests. Jack Mosey, who was, uh, did a show in town last night, an amazing musician. And Lara Estaris, who is our straight talk guest. They're both going to stay in studio for this. They but are. we are very, very excited to have uh, Ty Herndon on soon. <laughs> yeah, We're well, trying see, to time here's, it. Let, me, let me give his... you a little window as to how these things happen. I know you're curious. Uh, because all the time we do this kind of stuff. Basically, Kurt has to. It, yeah, he has to connect. They have to transfer Kurt all likes this thing. But <laughs> it's a thing. But here, we are very excited because back in May, you will remember that we had the Grammy nominated and Dove Award winning country superstar, one of the first men in country music to come out of the closet. And we're so thrilled to talk to him again, get some updates on mu- new music, and just chit chat. So without further ado, the country man himself, Ty Herndon, is on Outspoken. Ty, are you there? <laughs> hey, guys. How are you today? Hi. Hi. Amazing. We've been so excited that you, first of all, this means that you didn't get too scared or you forgot who we were because you showed back <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, I'm actually really excited to talk to you guys today. I'm, I'm actually having a, um, a day off at my, at my house. Oh, nice. A little bit unusual these days. It's been a crazy year, but um, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm actually got in my swimming pool for the first time this year. So. Nice. <laughs> so, See, I we love it. We've been talk to you guys. 
guy. Right, We've yeah. been talking to musicians all morning, and they all say the same thing, how you know, there's so much that goes on in a musician's life that it gets exhausting, but it's so important to find that moment when you can actually just get away from it, just so you can recharge. So we're thrilled that you have found Absolutely. that moment. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, w- I would never complain because I've, I've been so blessed over the years. I've, I've had an incredible career, um, and, and, and country music is is changing so much and, and being so embracing these days. So, you know, I, the, the opposite is that I would be sitting at home all the time. So I, I would I would be afraid to complain. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, last time you were on our show, it was just before anything was announced by the Supreme Court. And we, you know, we all said it was going to go that way. And we, of course, we announced that Love Wins was the theme song for, it was our anthem for when the Supreme Court finally made that, that uh, ruling. And it ended up being the truth. And so we have made you our unofficial ambassador beyond the Supreme Court ruling. How excited were you to, to hear that news? Well, there's, there's two parts to the answer. Number one, thank you um, for, for, for honoring me with that. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. And number two, um, you know, we were on the road um, when, the, when the ruling happened, and my band and I, which consists of, 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 of some LGBT folks and a lot of affirmative straight folks in, my, in the band and crew, and we just we celebrated privately, and then that night during the show, I think we were in Phoenix, Arizona, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, you know, announced to uh, a huge crowd of people that, that we were so um, excited about this, this, this ruling and that we all deserve to be, to be loved and uh, to, to, to marry and have awesome lives together. And so it was a, it was a really cool evening, um, a celebration of that. And uh, then I got home to Nashville and I was talking to my mom. She goes, Welcome to the real world. Yeah. <laughs> now you can be now you can be married and just be just like everybody else. <laughs> right. Which is which is so amazing to hear that, especially, you know, fr- from your mom, welcome to the real world. I love that. How do you think uh you know, the ruling on marriage equality has changed uh the country genre because like you said, uh, it is becoming more accepting, do you think, that came from Supreme Court ruling at all? Well, um, you, you know, it's 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 uh, country music is is always been a, a very traditional genre, of right? Music. Yeah, so, of course. Uh, you know, Nashville has, has always been the gateway to the South, and to see Nashville changing, changing hearts and minds, it's really spilling over. And the Supreme Court ruling, um, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done in the South. We all mm-hmm. know that, but yeah. to, to see these these awesome people in the South that that get it and they're working so tirelessly to make sure that um, that we remain respectful with with our actions, and because I believe with all my heart that that to move forward, we have to be the example, and um, it, it, that's the one thing that's really I, I'm seeing uh, in country music and into the South that's changing hearts and minds, and and um, and and just seeing people progress and move forward. It's, I'm really excited to be a part of. Um, of our community today, just to, just because we have we have such an opportunity to teach and 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 let people just see that we're pretty awesome, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Hallelujah to that. Now, how has since you you know it's been longer now since we we talked to you last time? How have you noticed like even your career changing as the year goes by, as things get more settled in? Have you noticed any changes in your career? Well, I'm just a lot busier. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the change for me has just been more. Mu- I've got new music coming. I've got a book coming. Um, we have a, a, a documentary uh, 
a film series coming next year. So the opportunity to continue to tell my story um, and uh, to to keep moving forward and, and with 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 our purpose of changing hearts and minds, um, it's real important to me. But to answer your question, man, I'm I'm still out there playing shows in Texas and Oklahoma and and, and Mississippi and, and and California across the, the country and and. We were in Oklahoma the other night to see a cowboy hatch, you know, and yeah, right. people just, they're there for the music, number yeah. one, you know, and just, but to feel that love and support with that, without the elephant, we'll call it the elephant, right. <laughs> <laughs> without the elephant in the room. Um, it was a little, I was a little nervous about that at first, to be honest with you, but, you know, um, uh, pe- the, the people that uh, are at the shows have just been, there's been a lot more of them. I've seen a lot of LGBT folks, I've seen a lot of uh, people after the shows are coming up to me and go, hey, we just got married. We've been together 20 years. Hey, this is my son. He's 17 years old. He just came out to us, and yeah. uh, he wants to be a country singer. And um, so it's just, it seems to be endless of uh, the stories and the um, um, the things that are happening um, out on the road for us. And so it's, uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm having a, really having a good time, to be honest with you. It's a lot of fun. Hey, that's what counts. <laughs> And I want to ask you, you know, we had you would talk to us last time we were on about how important Shelly Wright was to you um, and how supportive she was to you. And then we talked to you. We had talked to Billy Gilman and he mentioned what an inspiration you were. So it's like passing it along. Do you find now that you are, uh, you know, you you've been out in this. I'm out in country music for a while. Do you find that other artists reach out to you like Billy Gilman talking about how important it was to to watch your journey as well as she as he was doing his. Do you find that other artists are reaching out to you in the country genre? A lot of young artists are coming to the shows, sure. yes. And, you know, my advice to them is always the same. It's like, look, you want to be an artist? You want to be in Nashville? You got you have to be you have to be the best at what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about whether you're gay or straight. You need to yes. worry about being the best at what you do and bring that to the table first. And the you, and the fact that you're gay is just a bonus. You're gonna, right. you know, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna work. You're gonna work a lot harder to get there. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so, for me, it's just we can do whatever we want and be in this world. This, this shouldn't even be an issue. Right. Whether we're gay or straight, you know. Yeah. To me, it shouldn't. But in the society we live in today, it still is. Right. But I think uh, talking to these kids and, and having the opportunity to, to um, um, be any kind of influence with them in music, it's just like, look, you got to be the absolute best that you can be at what you do. That's mm-hmm. just like just like anyone else. And so you can't allow this to be a crutch. Right. So, and it and um, Yeah, I think that it's amazing that this world is changing so much that, you know, we can tell uh LGBT youth that advice. The same advice you tell anyone. It's not about, you know, who you are and your sexual orientation. It's about your music and your talent. And that I think is, you know, a sign of progress definitely. Now I kind of want to, yeah. you know, yeah, turn this conversation around to your book that you mentioned and the documentary. Talk to us about your projects that are coming up, and you know what that what that means for us fans. Well, um, writing has, writing this new album has been a blast because mm-hmm. I've actually had the opportunity to go back and write about things that I maybe couldn't write about before. Right. <laughs> so, sure. Meaning, yeah, yeah. maybe some relationships gone wrong. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's been interesting. And my producer said the other day, he goes, mm, I think your album is kind of maybe going jagged little pill, a lot of more set direction. Maybe we need to back off that a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, 
we had a good we had a little meeting about that. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting to actually have some feelings about things that I were that I was that I had to leave in the closet. Let's right. Just, let's just say that. And so it's good to kind of to clean the closet out, clean the <laughs> right. boxes out, right. and write about the things. So the 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 new album is called House on Fire. So. Ooh. Um, it's it's coming with a heavy title already, but there's a lot of fun stuff on the record. But um, I'm finding that, um, that I'm continuing to to grow and tell my own story through my music, which is any musician would tell you if you can do that and you can do that um, uh, so openly, it just it changes everything. So exactly. um, now I'm I'm super excited about the new music. When can we see maybe something from House on Fire accidentally slips out, or when can we see when that album comes out? What's the what's the map for that? We are certainly hoping uh, with the record company and, and everybody we're working with to have this uh, project uh, out before Christmas, hopefully a little bit nice. before Thanksgiving. So, oh, um, love it's, it. Um, it's you know guess who's the one person that's holding the whole thing back. <laughs> Me. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As it happens, you're you're killing us, Ty. You're killing us, man. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let go of the reins, Ty. Let yeah. go of the reins. <laughs> remember, remember, you're a house on fire. So yeah. you just gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tell us. Give us a little uh, teaser about this book you mentioned. Well, yeah, I've had a very interesting story. To me, it's not interesting, but other people seem to think it is. So, right. You know, just uh, from from my beginnings in Christian music up through um, my years in Nashville and my years in television, and and just you know having to hide who I was that whole time, and the and the avalanche of of, of lack of a better word, the avalanche of crap that mm-hmm. not only brought on myself but other people, and um, you know just just some crazy um, life stories and then some uplifting moments that, uh, and, and to moments that, you know, that I, that I shouldn't be on this earth anymore. So it's, it's, um, it, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, it's kind of, um, um, uh, the, I think it's the Kardashians meets Hee Haw. <laughs> oh, that's a reality show okay. we're waiting right. for. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the Kardashians meet, uh, 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 Oprah Wimpy Network. I don't know. Nice. I like, okay. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're so, you mentioned a documentary, you, of course, the new album, you have the book. Uh, you're being very, very uh, vulnerable and open about your story. Is that cathartic for you or is it a little, you know, scary? Um, you know, for the people around me, my family and friends, you know, they, they, they know my whole story. So yeah. I just, uh, I guess I was talking to Matt, my partner, that I said this. Some of this rehashing, all this has been, it's been difficult. But I said it just seems like it seems like old news to me. And, I, and my thing is, I don't want to tell anything about my story if it's not going to help someone else. Right. So it's, if how is how is something I've done or been through in my life going to help somebody else? So um, there's some very humorous stuff in the book as well. But um, it's it's really filled with. Um, the outcome, the story, and the outcome. So um, that was very important to me, and I, and I think as we anything we do with music, the book, um, any project that 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 the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, may put in my path, mm-hmm. um, that's most important. Sure. Well, when is the big question <laughs> now? When do we get to to hear it? When is that book? When is the 
documentary. I know that you said your album's coming out uh, around Thanksgiving. So wh- when are these things coming out? Well, I'm definitely the um, um, the book and the and the rest of the stuff is is coming early next year. But the the, mm-hmm. the most important thing to me right now is getting this new, <laughs> getting this new music out because I yes. think everybody's been waiting on it. So. Yeah, right. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm in Nashville. I'm in Nashville all next week, just putting the icing on the cake. So we're we're really close. Yeah, you can ask any of the musicians I talk to. I am the most impatient fan, so apologize to all you people out there. But <laughs> very, but that's a good thing because it means we are all very excited to hear the new stuff that you have coming out. So, and you said it's a little more. Well, thank you, man. I, yeah. So you say it's a little more. It's a thanks. little different than you than your past music. Uh, well, you know, one thing I learned, Miss um, um, Reba McIntyre told me a long time ago, she said, you know, you, you're going to have to constantly reinvent yourself. Yeah. Goes, but the, the key ingredient in that is to make sure that the fans still recognize you in it. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm, that I'm, that I'm still, I'm singing, that I'm still singing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, right, the, right, right. One thing that, the one thing that that I have noticed different is working with different producers. Some right. some really young, cool, progressive sounds uh, coming out of this record, and um, and 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 write. I love to write, so I know I know that there's just some um, taking my story and putting it into into songs like House on Fire and mm-hmm. um, All Night Tonight, and uh, and the world. There's a song we just we just finished called um, the world the world I'm living in, which is quite looks quite different today than, than it ever has before so um a lot of uh, a lot of uplifting stuff like that and then um um i have a, a crazy song we just finished called um i-f-y-o-u if you oh <laughs> i like it well i uh, uh, my mom go ahead oh no i was gonna say i'm excited to see now that you are you know more fully yourself what is and i'm gonna do a little a little word play here and i'm do excited it. about this so okay. get ready right. um i'm excited to see what now is beyond the lies you told yourself that was clever I just oh say that. that's cool <laughs> okay. yeah man well the, you know that the truth is a big deal when you get to live in it um yeah, right. you don't have to, to worry about looking over your shoulder all the time or, or worrying about oh right, god right, did right. i say the wrong thing exactly or, uh, you know mm-hmm. oh god did did you know, we were backstage. Did that that person see me put my hand on my boyfriend's lap? Right, you know, right. Things for me that are that that used to be that I would worry about. You know, okay. It's been such a <laughs> such such a huge relief um, not to have to do that. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, because it spills over into your everyday life too. I, I would find myself, um, you know, sitting at home. With um, with Matt on the couch watching a movie, the doorbell would ring, and I would jump up I'm like, "Oh God, you know who's here?" And, right. Yeah, sure. You know, now sure. it's like you know, I'm, come on in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, because you you have to kind of check yourself for a moment, and be like, "Wait, I don't. I, yeah. yeah, I don't. And I don't." Now you there. don't. Mm-hmm. Now that is not even needed. Exactly. So Ty. No, and no one should have to do that. Exactly. Man. No, no one, should, one really. No one should have to live that way. Yeah. It's know? it's unfair that anyone even has to start out there. Ty, thank you for taking yeah, some and, time out of your day off and calling in. I, I know there's a pool waiting for you to jump into. Um, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you're really excited about that one. Um, but thank you. Uh, we really appreciate you calling in and sharing 
uh, about I your was, upcoming project. I was project. happy to share my pool day with you guys. You're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We're just going to continue to play Love One since you are the anthem for us forever. So, I so love thank you, you for guys. That. Thank you so much. <laughs> I will make sure that with Corey and 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 how Howard in the office, as soon as we can send something out, you get it first. Hey, okay. we awesome. we love that. You be amazing out there as you already are. Enjoy the tour and the writing and the book and the documentary, um, and really enjoy this time of life because uh, you have earned every minute of it, my friend. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You All too. Thank right. you. Bye. All right, so now we are going to play one of Ty's songs. It's actually going to be It Must Be Love instead of Love Wins because we're switching up the love theme of it. Exactly. It's It's, it's the same thing, right? Boo! This is Sharon Needles, and you're listening to Outspoken at KYRS. That was Sharon Needles, and you are listening to KYRS Medical. She was a crazy interview, but she was so oh, she was much a blast. Fun, I know. But she called me out like a couple times in it, so it was on, it was hard on me. She called you out. Wait, what, remember she, she called me out because I asked a question and she told me it was that was a stupid question. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, ouch. she was just very straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> well, they but will I tell it like it yes, is. yeah. Well, I, drag queens will. I love Sharon Needles. I know so much. So <laughs> she can call me out anytime she wants to. Yeah. The drag queen, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, the yeah, drag from queen. RuPaul. Yes, yeah, see, right. No, no, no. Because I mean, you said you love sharing needles. And oh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we don't want to send out the wrong message. Right, I might right, need right, to Also, I didn't clarify. understand that name until recently. Like, Sharon Needles. Exactly. Oh. It's hard It's hard to really it. wrap okay. your mind around at first, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll share another story of drag queens I know, this. exactly. Uh, just a quick reminder that if you wanted to donate your truck, car, or boat, it's easy. You can call 855-KYRS-CAR. That's 855-597-7227. And they will arrange a free pickup. All the money goes directly to KYRS. So It's it, a great way to support your community radio station and get rid of that car that's been sitting in your driveway mm-hmm. for too long. And I do want exactly. to clarify that they will arrange a free pickup, but not like a truck. No. They're just going to come get your car, so don't get too excited, right? because I was ready to trade mine in. Free? Okay. Yeah, but you, you my do, car is duct tape currently. <laughs> but you do get a tax receipt, so there it's, you go. Exactly. So I did want to share another, another drag queen name that doesn't make sense, especially in America, is one of my favorites, Courtney Act, which in mm. Courtney yes. Act means nothing over here, but if you're in Australia, it's Cottony Act, and so yeah. it's caught in the right. act, but it doesn't, make, it doesn't yeah. translate, mm. so she's always... She yeah. always, it frustrates her to death because now she's well known in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. And, and nobody's going to get it. Isn't yeah. as cool, but I love her anyway. So I know. There's a thing. Yeah, and that took me forever because on the show, Rue said something. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> oh and my it was, god! I was like, Why is she Courtney Act? That's a cool name. No. Yep. I'm with real. you because yeah. I didn't know either. I was yeah. so glad they had that n- that teaching moment. It was they like did. Sesame yeah. Street comes in and says, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "Letter of the day." <laughs> yeah, but even even then, it's easy to miss. I know. So sometimes we do this. Sometimes we do what we call the intern wrap up. Yeah. But now we're just going to do our guest wrap up because we have kept Lara Asteris in the studio. We mm-hmm. have kept Jack Mosey in the studio. 
they we locked the doors. They didn't have a lot of choice. No, Neither they can't. Of us they can't escape. Coffee. Neither they put bars on the windows. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, Jack <laughs> is looking out of the window, and he'll say, "Did that say coffee?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it does yeah. in big, big letters. Yeah. So here we are, and this is where we're going to do the wrap up. Where this is where we talk about the show. We talk about any any last comments we had, mm-hmm. of course, during uh, the the issues we talked about that were going around going on around the world. This is also where sometimes people call in and. Kurt sneaks in here and gives us little messages and we let the listeners, you can comment on anything we've said on the show. And to do that, you just have to call 509-747-3807. The uh, Curter back there is standing by and mm-hmm. so is Kimberly mm-hmm. uh, Danielson, who is one of our favorite interns. One we love of her. our favorites. So um, she's been here. She helped us bring Jack to Spokane. Yeah. Thank you, Kimberly. See? Yeah. Got a shout the, out. The mastermind behind <laughs> behind everything. And she danced great as well. Yeah. Or, and maybe, you know, maybe if Kurt likes you enough, we can bring you up on air. Yeah. Maybe. But That's you have to get it, past the Kurt wall. Yeah. The Curter is, it's it's the Curtain. Oh. oh. Okay. Today's the day Listen of like lame, horrible, lame puns. Horrible <laughs> puns. And I admit that mine during the tie it interview really was did, yeah. <laughs> was it, absolutely awful. It was it was bad. So any insights you, you drew from the show today, either one of you? Um, I really liked what... Um Ty. Was it Ty? Yeah, it was B- Or Ty. Bobby Joe. No, no, no. It, it was, was Ty. Ty. Or Jack. He, Ty he was talking or about or how um, it really shouldn't be if you're straight or gay. Right. It re- yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I, I feel like people still need that reminder that mm-hmm. there's gay people, there's asexual right. people, there's transgendered people, there's bisexual people, right. there's pansexual people. Yeah, everyone. Of all, and he makes a good point. It shouldn't be an issue. It should only be about what y- it is that you love to do. Right. But unfortunately, it's sort of an issue. But you mentioned even asexual. We are, are going to be talking in the future uh, pretty quick, actually, with um, comedian Paula Poundstone. Yes. And she yes. is uh, professed she is. as asexual. So, But it's funny is, and sh- she says the same thing. Listen, I'm doing this because I love this art form that I do. I love the craft that I do. And it does, she's not afraid to talk about that part of her life. But she goes, it doesn't rule my life. And she's waiting for the day. Right. When that doesn't have to be a thing. Jack, as a uh, active songwriter, musician, going out and play that shows, you do a lot of prides, which is amazing. Do you ever feel like, oh, I wish it didn't have to be that moment? Or how do you approach that? You know, there are times where I have to miss out on things just because there is that big show coming up. And it's like, oh, well, there's always next year. But no, there isn't because I have to do it now. Right. Uh, and you, y- you eventually realize that... Um, it sucks, you know, you you miss out on big things, but you have people in your life that understand. Yeah. And uh, you kind of have to surround yourself with those people and, you know, they they get you. They, they know that sometimes you're going to have to miss, you know, a housewarming party mm-hmm. or, right. you know, you're going to have to go out of town because you have a big show and you can't make something. Right. And... Uh, you kind of just have to work with it, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, now, you're very open on stage, I want to say. Um, you dedicated two, I think two, might have been three, songs to your boyfriend who was there. Who's sitting a good right time. over He's here. Sitting He's right in the patiently back. waiting I know. for me. He's like, oh, my boyfriend has to talk so much and <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. ready to go home. <laughs> right. um, no, he has to sit in the car with me for five hours and hear me talk <laughs> again. So. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, Matt is his lot. name. <laughs> yes. uh, um, amazing. You are this the nicest guy. And so you guys are this great pair. But you're open no matter what, you're open on that stage, you're dedicating, and I love that authenticity. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find pressure? I mean, like last night, we threw you in a bar that, you know, wasn't a gay bar. It was just a... Do you ever find that... You know, I figure that uh, 
if I want people to like what I do and want to be a real fan and appreciate my art and myself, then there's no need for me not to be open about what I what I do and who I am. And uh, I felt that atmosphere was actually very welcoming last night. And I think they we're in that yep. transition period I- in time where people are just happy for love. It doesn't matter matter whether it's a uh, gay love, straight love, puppy love. It just it doesn't really matter. People yeah, right. are just happy for it. Exactly. And that's kind of the the energy I got last night from from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some interaction and there. Absolutely, from and that they lady you dance with her. Guy. They loved you last night. They were they right. were all over that, and I think that that authenticity really is a big part of, you know, your onstage presence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't go out of town with your boyfriend and drag him to a show <laughs> not dedicated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> thank it's, you. You know, yeah. exactly. So you're one of the smart boyfriends out there, is what you're saying? Because mm. yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, at least, you know, you guys got to get away to Spokane. That's a getaway, right? That's it's, a, you know, that's it's a nice. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he got to take time off of work. So did I. Heck. We're here. Yeah. We're singing. We're dancing. Right. So, I mean, that's all that matters. And you were smart enough to dedicate a few songs. And let me tell you, he's a great support to you because he was he was in it all night. Dancing the it. whole night. And I was looking at his down, Snapchat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but even if sitting down, one hand was with his drink and it was in the air. I mean, yeah. that's how to, that's how to the, make it that, happen. Yeah, that is how you make it happen. That's how you put on a show. Right. Okay. So, since we have some time, there's an article that we kind of shared. I don't know, Laura, you might have read it or not. Either way, it's on the Yeah, fly. which one? It's uh, the honeymoon one. I am mad. I am yes. sorry. So, I am okay. mad. Not I because, read it this not, not because, angry. right, exactly. Not because it's a honeymoon and we don't have one. That's not why we're mad. We're mad because yeah. here's the story. Uh, two uh, gentlemen got married and were going up to uh, St. Louis mm-hmm. yeah, for their honeymoon and they reserved a hotel. They Everything stopped in was... Pennsylvania, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Because right. they're driving down after their yeah. wedding because there's new jobs, they need to find a house, blah, yeah. blah. Exactly. So that, that was their honeymoon. They stopped, uh, yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, and had reserved this hotel and come up and, you know, one of them walks into the hotel. The reception is fine. She's great. Here's your hotel, blah, blah, blah. They come back together, and then she realizes that they're actually on their honeymoon and together, and says, "Nope, you can't." All of a sudden, uh, you, the can, room you have to leave. Isn't available. The room's all not of av- a sudden. No one's in the parking lot. Maybe exactly. four cars, and all of a sudden, there's even no more vacancies. Yeah. But they call customer support and At the corporate, corporate, and corporate says, "No, there's obviously rooms there. Like the hotel's not even booked up. You you should be able to get your room if she lets you in." And she said, "No, don't stay in, in the parking lot. I'll call the cops. Leave. I'll yeah. call the cops." This huge and huge this is, thing. it's at one in the morning. Yeah. Um, they have nowhere to go at one in the morning. And the crazy part is everything she did was legal. Because in Pennsylvania, because there are no yeah d- non discrimination laws in Pennsylvania. Exactly. So there was nothing that could be done. But of course, the HRC has taken it upon themselves. Because mm-hmm. how absolutely how hard is it just to let them Stay. have a room? Why are yeah. you are you from Kentucky? Is that a thing? <laughs> I Alabama, mean, right? Yeah, thank you. Why are you are you an elected di- official? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Wait, are uh, you Miss Davis from Kentucky? Is that what's is happening? That you? Right. Damn, <laughs> old friends. Hey <laughs> but it, <laughs> right. hey girl, it makes you. It it made me angry right. because it was just two people wanting to get a room, and that's it. Yeah, and you don't. I mean, I didn't understand how she could blatantly. And corporate said she has to give you a room, and she just said, she said no, "Actually, I'm not going to do that." Mm-hmm. 
I'm just blown away that there are no discrimination laws in the state of there Pennsylvania. There are still yeah. many, many, many states that Ooh, do not yeah. have I think full it's protections. Six states Why that don't that have it right thing? now. Yeah. Full protections are not yeah. allowed. And there is not a federal law that gives full protections right. across the board. Right. So that's a thing that's trying to be pushed. Mm-hmm. I know it's on Hillary Clinton's one of her things, and they're trying to get it through. And you know, um, it's it's also one of those things where we need to educate our community because everybody thinks that it just stops at marriage equality, and it really yeah. doesn't. It really doesn't. That's Nailed just the start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we don't. We forget there's so many other rights. There's so that many we other still rights. Need. And the fight isn't over. Here's the thing. I think it was right around the uh, Supreme Court ruling back in June that I wrote an article that said basically six states in out of all fifty have equal rights, protections, and support for LGBT. That that includes trans people. That's Washington, full inclusive. Full inclusive. Medical rights, you have insurance rights, visitation, housing, employment, um, you know, down, down to the bullying, you know, thing in school, because that's a big thing too. And Washington happens to be one of them. I believe it's Washington, Oregon, California, New York, Massachusetts, and Connecticut, some, something like that. Three on the outside, three on this side. But only six states offer full protections. And in any other state, if you are part of the LGBT community legally, they can discriminate you against you in one way yeah. or another. And the sad part is a large number of LGBT yeah. individuals don't even know that. Yeah. We don't know enough of our own what we need to know mm-hmm. to know what we're fighting for. You know, and that's the scary part is that we're not educated. We don't know there was a there was a, a random poll done where they asked LGBT people about certain things and discovered that we just assume, even we just assume that it's all good now. Like you said, once mm-hmm. <laughs> once you get marriage equality, hey, no, it's not hey. And obviously, even right. once you get marriage equality, states like Texas, uh, states like Kentucky, a lot of the southern states, they're going to fight. Still it. not done, yeah, because they're refusing right to to right. pay attention to the Supreme Court ruling. Mm-hmm. It makes me sad. Thoughts? Lars <laughs> La- is sitting there in shock. She's I, like, I, I am, had no I idea. Am, I am really, like, I'm just, it's, a, it's very upsetting yeah. to hear. Yeah. And I just, I think those people who are either uneducated about mm-hmm. this community or are narrow, closed-minded, they're in the minority and they need to realize that they're fighting a losing battle. And right, it's, right. I mean, despite all the negative things that are in in the media with the LGBT mm-hmm. community, I, you know, it's it, even in just the last 30 years, there's been a lot of progression. Right, right. But there's still a lot. To yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. and you say something that I think is interesting. Uh, we interviewed and read uh, Michelangelo Signorelli's book, It's Not Over. And in there, he kind of dissects after marriage, what's the fight? Because it isn't, you know, over winning marriage equality, but then you have to, you know, fight, you know, ignorance, discrimination, intolerance, those kinds of things. And he says, yes, while it is in the majority, you know, people like LGBT rights support is in the majority right now. 60% of all citizens will support it. But when you, you know, break it down, not all of those people will support it if it comes down to other issues. They will sacrifice LGBT rights right away if it comes to something more important to them. And that's really where it comes down to because we see so many people, especially like when it comes down to elections and 2016 is going to be a big one. If for some reason a candidate supports LGBT rights on the Republican side, the moment that candidate you know doesn't agree with a big picture item they're not going to vote for them because right. of that thing and and so lgbt rights and support for it becomes so disposable to people and that's what i find so crazy yeah 
disconcerting. Disconcerting. You yeah. know, you work yeah. within the the world of trying to of social justice and trying, you know, to do good things in a nonprofit way, which is already hard enough. Um, what what from that perspective? What do you see for our future? Honestly, I see that if we don't actually become a tighter community mm-hmm. and we don't actually we don't educate the next generation that's coming up because th- the problem is nowadays all of the kids that are coming up and are, re- are coming out as gay and stuff they just take it for granted because they have marriage equality they're they're growing in this world where marriage equality is already a thing and they don't realize all of these other things are wrong with the world mm-hmm. and they don't have the urge you know that sense of urgency to go out and do something about it so as long as we don't educate the younger generation and we tell them hey this is what's wrong with the world and if you don't know about it you're going to turn 18 someday you're going to go to to this place and it's going to happen to you Mm -hmm. and we have to do something about it now exactly and how do we begin that conversation especially the the biggest challenge is that those in our own community don't even know. How do we begin to attack that uh, educational deficit, really? You talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really it. You yeah. have to be open enough to talk about it. You have to be willing to say, somebody got killed today, and not have to censor it around a you know 13-year-old because you don't feel like they're ready to talk about it. But you have right. to be able to say, this is what's really happening out in the world, and you need to know. Sure. You need to educate yourself. Well, and that brings, so you said someone got killed. This brought up something. So the, another interesting thing, it being a part of media, we understand greatly that, you know, the old cliche, there's three sides to every story, your side, mm-hmm. my side, and the truth. Let's be honest. In media, there are three sides to every story. There's Fox News, there's CNN, and there's <laughs> the truth. <laughs> and if you my look favorite. in I Alabama know, this it. week, there was a murder. And the way they led, because they and they know who the suspect oh, wow, is, yeah. and the way they led the story was... He was a gay man who yep. had memberships on gay porn sites. Okay, probably not relevant yeah. to the story, but yeah. it says, okay, the conversation still is, we're going to demonize this group of people, mm-hmm. which doesn't help getting the education and the correct education out to the public to where we're looking at really what's going on. Instead, we're still sensationalizing and really turning the focus just a little bit away from where it needs to be, which is where we need to fight, where we need to come together, where Mm -hmm. we need to be strong. And we're still, the media ain't going to help you. We tell you on this show all the time, we'll tell you what we think, but it's what we think. Please, if it, if it makes your brain turn on, go figure out what you think. Yes. Do not, do not take our opinion for it because they're very strong opinions, but they are ours and you need yours. But that's a problem right now. And as you said, the kids are taking it for granted. We need to get to that new generation and somehow educate them and get them excited about knowing about their own lives and their own history. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's important. That's why we bring projects like Project X to Spokane so we can educate people. It's not just so Laura can walk the red carpet and look amazing and get her picture taken. And also... Yeah, that Project X made me cry like a little baby. I don't yeah, think I, there was a dry eye. And that no. was actually an inspiration mm-hmm. to me because I was in a situation where I was like, I didn't, I hadn't told my parents that I was, you know, with someone. Okay. Right. Um, and, and just watching that movie, I was like, these men are going through something. Yeah. Like they can't even be themselves. Like they're fearing in they're fearing for their lives mm-hmm. because they love someone and they can't show that. And it was just, I like, how ridiculous is it that I'm so I'm a 30 year old woman and I am afraid to tell my parents that I am in yeah. a relationship, you know? Right. Like, right. Exactly. And, and that's a crazy, if you, if you don't 
remember or don't know what Project X is or was, uh, we did a private screening of The Normal Heart. That's HBO's uh, motion picture on that. So that yeah. was And it dealt with, incredible. it's Larry Kramer wrote the, the, exactly. the play, and it was turned into a movie. And as you stated, not a dry eye. Actually, when we were at uh, Jack's event last night, one of the girls came up to me and said, I'm so glad I went to that event, but next time tell me I need a whole box of tissues. Seriously. Yeah. So it's a it's a movie that documents what it was like when gay men were fighting for their lives and that we were dying mm-hmm. because the government wouldn't pay attention that AIDS was a thing. Um, but those moments of education, those moments of I need to understand more yes. and I need to understand outside of myself. Yes. I we reach out a lot because there's the moniker for LGBTQIA. <sighs> goes on and on and mm-hmm. we don't always understand every letter because we are two white gay guys but we can reach out and go I want to understand you and that's what we need to do in this society we don't it's also why I love this term um, ally because they're people who choose to understand something that is not their journey that's amazing it's 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 reaching out with our humanity it and really I is. think that's where that was church right there church <laughs> Take <laughs> us to church, Jonathan. Thank oh, I you. I love that. Thank song. you. Um, well, anyways, that that's the show. Make sure uh, <laughs> to remember. Make sure to remember. Make sure. Um, remember. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we have the fun drive. Uh, yes. That's always something that you should yeah. uh, look and forward to. And AIDS and AIDS Walk September. Yes. So 26th. remember, you can go to our Facebook page and find out more about End AIDS Walk. You can go to our site and you can donate, or you can be part of our team so you can come walk with us, mm-hmm. which is always a whole heck of a lot of fun. Something I want to remind everybody on uh, about. If you need to, you have the desire to hear past shows or you want to hear all future shows, we are on iTunes. So be sure to find Outspoken on your podcast list and and go there. And we always love it if you would like to leave us a review. That's right. We love good reviews, but we'll take what you give. You know, well, whenever. we'll delete them. It's fine. <laughs> That's how that works. Can we? I wonder if you can. I don't think you can. That'd be that'd be bad. So, do you want to know how hot messy we are? So, you know, there's one more show before the fun drive. Show. Well, yeah. Do you yeah. know who's on that show? Yeah, Margaret Cho. I didn't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's so, she's on next week. If our, our you chose back, yes. If you loved her last time, we were able to speak to Margaret Cho because she's on tour. As we discussed, she was just putting it together when we talked to her. Yeah. Uh, the Cho show. She's on the road and she's back. It's the Psycho tour. It is the Psycho and, tour. And. Uh, so she's coming back to the Northwest, and so we're really excited. So she'll be on next week's show to talk to us a little bit about how that tour is going um, and how she put it all together. It's a little in your face, she says. She gets a little violent because she's upset about how people are reacting to the mm-hmm. LGBT community, and she's done playing nice. That's my kind of girl. That, exactly. That's I, right up your alley here. I get called all the time on, you're so harsh, and yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I mean... Sorry about it. It's right. just is. That's just She's like the <laughs> Power Ranger of fat hags. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly is. what it uh, is. Can we you need to coin that phrase and we're gonna we're gonna tell her because that, that's brilliant. Yes. And yeah. she will love it. <laughs> the Power Ranger, I love it. The okay. rainbow one. The the rainbow one? <laughs> yes. Okay. We like to think that we're rainbow warriors. Yeah. So that's, that's like actually ourselves. my brother called me that years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. Anytime he writes me a letter, he just letter, he writes down Rainbow Warrior on my address. <laughs> so I know the mailman's always like, What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Who's <laughs> this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come uh, out in full rainbow <laughs> regalia. Yeah. Anyways, tune in uh next week to hear more about Margaret and always check us out yeah. on iTunes. Yeah.